0: Welcome to the Faith Assembly podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. You know, everybody's looking for something, right? Everybody is, uh, most of us are expecting more from this life. I know I am in many instances, I'm looking for more, and sometimes so, and it's good to look for more. We need to have vision, we need to have a, a dream that is bigger, that exceeds where we are presently doing business in this current time, in this current season. We need to be trusting God for more. How many of you believe that our God is a God that is more than you're currently experiencing right now? And I believe that God is able to expand our horizons. I believe the prayer of Jabez, that he is able to increase our territory. I believe all of that. But there's a sad reality sometimes that comes to play in all of this. And that is that there are a lot of folks who are so busy looking for something else that they never take the time to realize that in many instances they already have what they're looking for. Sadder still is the fact that many fail to take the time to enjoy what they already possess. Such is often the case when it comes to love. Everyone is looking for love. How many of you want to be loved? Let's just show hands real quick. Thank you, all of you honest people who raised your hand. It is a quest that is demonstrated all around us. It's it's in the lyric of the songs that we listen to. That people are looking for love. They're searching for love. It's in the movies that we watch. It's, It's the desire. It's woven into our very being. We all need love. We need to be loved And if every one of us has this same need, there must be a universal solution for it. And I want to submit to you at the onset of this message today that the universal solution for the love that we seek is found in God and in God alone. Blaise Pascal puts it very plainly when he says that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God, the Creator, made known through Jesus. Ultimately, we need to know and experience the love of God. There's no fulfillment in this life without the love of God. The source of true love is in God. You you can't demand it. You can't earn it. You can't win it. He doesn't love you this morning because of who you are. Oh, He loves you. He loves you passionately. He loves you wildly. He loves you recklessly. But He doesn't love you because of who you are he loves you because of who he is he loves you because of who he is the love of god is born from within him not from what he finds in us his love is uncaused meaning there's no reason that we can find within ourselves Somebody once said, you know, they they were perplexed and said, I don't understand why God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. And somebody corrected them and said, well, I have a bigger question than that. I can understand why he hated Esau. I don't understand why he loved Jacob. And I've got to tell you, as I look at my own life sometimes, I don't understand the love of God. We used to sing the old hymn, what love, such love, such wondrous love. That God would love a sinner such as I. How wonderful is love like this? God loves you. If you don't hear anything else I say to you this morning, I want you to hear that today loud and clear. God loves you. Would you, would you just look at your neighbor right now and say, God loves me? God loves you this morning. God loves you today God has loved you when you were being knit together in your mother's womb God loved you when you were a child God loved you now that some of you are adults God loves you he has and he always will love you now (coughs) here's the thing God's love for you is unconditional it is it is unchallenged it is unchanged there's nothing that you or i can ever do to change the fact that god loves us we can forsake him we can walk away from him we can turn our backs on him we we can do whatever we want to do but god is going to love us because remember it's not what he's found in us the reason that he loves us but it's because who he is it's because of who he is. Someone may be here today and you're, or, or, or you're watching this message over the internet and you're going through some hard times. You're going through a difficult spot in your life. You've been walking through some difficult situations and you've been wondering today, does anybody care about me? I want to tell you today that God does. God cares about you. He's aware of what you're going through. You've been struggling emotionally. You've been feeling as if you don't have a friend in the world. I want to assure you today that God loves you and he has loved you with an everlasting love, an unconditional love, and a love that does not waver. And today I want to help you instead of being balled all up inside of yourself and wrestling with those feelings, I want to encourage you today to try something different. Some very simple notes here, and you'll find them on the back of your bulletin if you want to follow along with me. And that is simply this number one, I want to invite you today to rest in His love for you, rest in the certainty of His love for you. I am confident in life today. Not because of my skill, not because of my gifting, not because of my talent, not because of my portfolio or any of those things. Not because I love God, but because I know that he loves me. Paul wrote to the Romans and he said this, it's a very confident statement and I hope it's a statement that you're able to make every day of your life. And he says this, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Word says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. I want to tell you something today, if you're struggling through something and you don't understand it and you're wondering where's God in all of this and does anybody even care about me, does anybody understand, I want to assure you today that God does love you, that he does understand what you're going through. And can I tell you this as well, that love seeks the highest good for the object of its affection. Maybe you don't understand what you're going through right now. Maybe you don't understand the trial that you're finding yourself in. But let me me just offer this to you. Sometimes we're led through things that we don't understand. We want to be delivered out of those things, but God is trying to develop us in those things. So wherever you're at, whatever you're facing, I want to invite you today to rest in the certainty of His love, that He loves you, he has, your, he has your welfare at his heart, at his highest point of interest. All of you parents in the room, you know what I'm talking about. You've, you've, had some, you've had some hard times with your kids, some hard lessons that they needed to learn, some things they needed to be taught, and it was difficult for you, but you understood that it was for their good that they endure difficult things. Sometimes you just had to back away and you had to let go and you had to take your hands off the situation because you knew the best thing for them to do was to learn how to deal with it, to learn how to navigate those waters. And sometimes that's the same thing. God's letting us pass through some things so that it builds in us wisdom and it builds in us character and it builds in us a a stamina and and a spiritual backbone so that we know how to stand in his strength and in his might he was thinking about you and he's still thinking about you he was thinking about you in the good time he'll be thinking about you in what you perceive to be the bad time I want to share with you a quote here from Max Licato's book A Gentle Thunder and it says this God's love never ceases never though we spurn him ignore him reject him, despise him, disobey him, he will not change. Our evil cannot diminish his love. Our goodness cannot increase it. Our faith does not earn it any more than our stupidity jeopardizes it. God doesn't love us less if we fail or more if we succeed. God's love never ceases. Knowing that we didn't do anything to earn God's love, that means that we don't need to live in fear of losing that love either. We rest. We rest in the certainty of his love. If you didn't, if if you didn't do anything to gain it, how could your performance or the lack thereof lose it? Jesus knows everything about you. Isn't that, isn't that something? Jesus knows everything about us. He knows the good. He knows the bad. He knows the ugly. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. And He still loves us. Enjoy that freedom. Enjoy that certainty. Rest in that. Rejoice in that. You don't have anything to prove. He loves you for who you are. You know, we spent the week, this week at uh, Houston, Texas, and, and everybody on this trip, they can tell you that one of the most outstanding things that we encountered all week long was the rampant homelessness that was there in that city. It was nothing to pass just any random point in the city and see somebody laying there asleep on the sidewalk. Nighttime would come and you'd pass certain blocks and you'd see rows and rows and rows of people just laying there asleep on the sidewalk. And can I tell you something today? The world may have written them off. Society may have counted them as castaways and expendable objects, but God loves them. If I could say one thing that really struck me struck a chord and resonated with me with the thought of this message this week because I'd already prepared this before I left because I knew the week would just be too hectic to while I was gone to be, be concerned with that and, and I, I wanted to give my time and attention to it. But as I, as I walked along and I saw those sights there in that city, the Holy Spirit just kept witnessing to me and said, I love them. I love them as much as I love anybody. And I want to tell you today, church, God loves you. You know, we we spend a lot of time and we talk about how we need to love God and how we need to love each other and and we drill that and we drive that so much that it almost can begin to feel perfunctory that, that we need to do this and we need to do that. But I want you to understand that the reason we do those things, we don't love God because we chose to. We love God because he first loved us. It's because he has loved us that we Are to love him it's because he has loved us that we are to love one another that's why I wanted to stop this morning and just reflect on the love that God has poured out to us he loves you for who you are he sees through all of the stuff in your life and he loves you just the same somebody say hallelujah (laughs) you have nothing to prove Nothing to lose and nothing to hide. Over and over again in Scripture, the sacrificial work of Christ is given as the evidence of God's love for us. What does the word say? Romans 5:8. But God demonstrated his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners. You ever, you ever heard somebody say to you, You're not ready for this? They're getting ready to tell you something. Hey, hey I got something. I got something, brother, that's going to blow your mind. You want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear it. No, you're not ready. <laughs> I do that to my family all the time. You want to hear something exciting? Yeah, oh, we want to hear it. I said, you're not ready. You're not ready. It's going to be too much. Can I tell you that when Jesus came and died on the cross, you weren't ready? You weren't ready. When the Holy Spirit came and knocked on your heart's door and drew you to salvation, you weren't ready. But still, he demonstrated his love to you. He called you out. He died for you. He gave his life a ransom for you. If you believe in the finished work of Calvary, then certainly you must believe in the surety of God's love for you. Not, not restricted to the believer, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let me, see, let me ask you this. How many of you are saved in this place this morning? You, just, you believe in the finished work of Calvary, and you believe that Jesus died for you. Now, by show of hands, how many of you same people this morning would say, Pastor, there have been times in my life that I just felt unloved? Absolutely. Can I tell you something? That's a little bit of an oxymoron, and and certainly it's a lie from the adversary. Because you cannot believe in the finished work of Calvary and still believe that God doesn't love you all at the same time. Because God demonstrated his love towards you while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. So as long as you believe in the atoning work of Christ, you have to believe in the love of God for you. That he has passionately pursued you and I want to invite you today to rest in the certainty of God's love for you. Number two, enjoy the blessing of his love many are not enjoying being loved they're still trying to prove we're still trying to prove that we're worthy of love there there are many people that have spent a lifetime trying to prove to people around them that they're worthy of their love now I'm talking to somebody in this place right now you have wore yourself ragged the the mental emotional games you play with yourself trying to figure out if somebody likes you, if somebody doesn't like you. And I'm, I'm not just talking about Instagram posts now. I'm, I'm talking about real life, real thought, real emotion not things that go on in the virtue. I'm talking about the things that keep you awake at night, the things that gnaw at you all day long, the things that keep you from being as productive, the things that keep you from walking in your calling, the things that keep you from pursuing what God has set before you. Instead of doing what it is that God is calling you to do, you're trying to prove somebody to somebody, anybody, anybody around you in proximity to you that you're worthy of their love for you. Consequently, we spend so much of our time trying to prove the same thing to God, that we're worthy of his love for us. And can I tell you, you need to stop it right now in Jesus' name. You're not worthy of God's love. You're not worthy of God's love. You're not going to be worthy of God's love. But here's the good news He's going to give it to you anyway. He's going to give it to you anyway. You don't have to earn it, you don't have to do the right thing for it. God loves you. Now, I want you to listen to how Paul prays for the, the Ephesians, the, the church at Ephesus here. You see, we need to believe God's Word, we need to believe in God's love, and we need to enjoy the love that He has for us. We need to enjoy the blessing of His love. Listen to how Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. He prays for them that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, many people are not enjoying the full measure of God's love for them. They they just feel like they're in jeopardy all the time. There's, There's no way that we can measure how much God loves us. It requires a divine revelation. Maybe I'm talking to somebody this morning that needs to pray, that needs to ask the Holy Spirit to, to show them the, the reality of God's love. We need, to, we need the power to be able to grasp it because Paul says that it surpasses all knowledge. It, it outruns our understanding. We can't comprehend it because of the... Because of the You never seen anybody rewind before? We've got to rewind, and start again. Because the love of God is not like anything that we're even capable of. We often fail to understand it. And we need to ask the Lord, sometime in your prayer life, in your prayer time, you need to ask God, say, Lord, by the power of your holy Spirit, would you open my understanding? that I would grasp the reality of how you've loved me, of how much you love me, that I might know the width and the length and the depth and the height. You see, many people struggle to understand, to comprehend God's love because of our human experience. And you understand that human experience of love. We've been been conditioned throughout our lives to measure love by what we do and how well we do it. Our love is too often conditioned by two words, if and because. If and because. Now let me, let me qualify that. I love you if you do this. Or I love you because you are so cute, you're so giving, you're so kind. Sometimes, honestly, I don't believe that we can hardly imagine love without conditions or limits or expectations. How many of you ever do that? Do you, do you love me? How much do you love me? Tell me what you love about me. All those things, and we, and we begin to count why. You see, Paul said that God's love for us is beyond our understanding. We, we can't sit down. We can't calculate it. We can't figure it out. We can't put a set of parameters on it and say, I, God loves me because of X. God just loves you. I mean, I could, I could pick somebody out of this congregation this morning and say, you know what, I, I really love them because. Keith, you ever, you ever tell Rachel here, honey, I love you Because. I love you because you're so pretty. That's it. And I'm sure there are others of you in here, you, you, you just say, you know what? Baby, I love you because... God doesn't say that about you. He doesn't love you because... He doesn't love you if. He loves you. And you know what? I think if we could get a hold of that, the climate of our worship celebration would change. Our attitude when we come in the house of the Lord would be different. Yeah, you might You might be going through some struggles, you might be going through some strains, but you would understand that just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that God was there with you in the trial. Jesus was right there with you in the middle of it. Just like Daniel in the lion's den, Jesus was right there with you in the middle of it. Everywhere that you've been, every time that you were so give out and wore out, and you look back and you only saw the one set of tracks there, you would begin to understand the reason you only saw the one set of tracks was because he was carrying you through it because he loves you there's no way that we can measure how much god loves us you see we all need the spirit of the lord to convince us that we are loved despite our failures despite our sin despite our bad looks or our good looks or whatever the truth is even if you have nothing to offer him even if you've never done anything god still takes pleasure in you What more does God have to do to show you how much He loves you? When when we truly believe that we are loved and accepted, we no longer have to strive to make a good impression or try to score enough points with God. You're always, you are always highly favored, deeply loved, and forever blessed. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the love of God over your life. You don't have to compare yourself to someone else. No, I'm talking to somebody. You don't have to compare yourself to someone else. You don't have to compete for his attention. God loves you as you are. He doesn't love me more because I'm in this pulpit and you less because you're in that seat. He doesn't love you more because you're in that seat and others because they're outside of this place. He loves us with an unconditional and everlasting love. The world has conditioned us to compare and to compete. We fear being ostracized, being put aside, unwanted, unappreciated. People compare and compete. We want to stamp our superiority to prove that we're somebody smarter, stronger, quicker, and better than others. But it has no merit in God's value system. He loves us all the same. And here's the thing. Listen to this. An object's value is determined by the price paid for it. The value of God's payment for us tells us how much we are worth to Him. I want to say that to somebody again in this room. An object's value, your value, your value, listen to me young ladies you're seeing all those airbrushed images all over the pages of the magazines and you're comparing yourself and you're doing all those things and you you're letting that self-esteem slide lower and lower and lower and lower listen to me young man that you're entering those high school years and some of those guys their growth hormones are on hyperdrive and Hey, I know what it's like to hit high school at 135 pounds. You wouldn't know it by looking at me now. But but you compare yourself, and you begin to believe the lie of the adversary that you're less than. And here's the reality. It doesn't stop just because you grow up. It doesn't stop just because you get older. He continues to whisper those same lies of comparison and just just put, begins to build things and a case against us in our minds, and we just begin to feel less than. But can I tell you today, in God's eyes, you're not. an object. An object's value is determined by the price paid for it, and for everyone under the sound of my voice today, God gave his son for you. Jesus Christ gave his life for you. First John 4 10 says this: this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. When we were bound up in sin, the price that God paid for our salvation was that of His Son. We have the touch of the Master's hand. We're God's workmanship. And this realization that that's who we are makes all the difference in the world. God created you. You're perfect in His eyes. You're perfect in His sight. Sometimes you may feel ordinary. The cross should convince you otherwise. God demonstrated His love for you. No man, uh, Henry Ward Beecher says this, no man can tell whether he is rich or poor by turning to his ledger. It is the heart that makes a man rich. He is rich or poor, According to what he is, not according to what he has. And I'm rich today because I am a child of God. I am rich today because I am loved. I am highly favored. I am blessed. Amen? Come on, somebody. That is, that's where your value is in this life. It's not in what you have, but it's in who you are, more specifically in who you are in Christ Jesus. There's never, there's never a need to worry about what others are thinking. You just need to rest in the certainty of his love for you and enjoy the blessing of his love. He has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for you. And if you are constantly desiring to be someone else, then you're not honoring God with your life and you're wasting the person that you are. The person that God loves Third and finally, be in the exercise of just giving his love away. Oh, you're so hungry for it yourself, you've got to understand that somebody around you needs it. And you may be the conduit through which his love flows. John says it many times in in this epistle we've been referencing here to love one another. That, That command appears no less than three times. And I want to challenge you today to let the love of God flow out of your life like water that's kept running. You, you hoard it, and it becomes stale. But you let it flow, and it stays fresh, and it stays clear, and it remains a blessing. And I can tell you this, that love is best experienced when it's given away. Love is best experienced when it's given away. And you say, well, Pastor, if I just give away, don't worry about it. You can't exhaust God's love. We're commanded to give it away. The more you give it away, the more you see his love being poured back into your life. God fills you up. He replenishes you each time you give it away. Reach out to those who are different. You can't love at a distance. Jesus didn't speak to the lepers at a distance. He touched them. He didn't stay away from the sinners. He ate with them. Touch somebody today in this room, in this church, in your office this week, in your classroom as you go back to the schools. Touch somebody and show them the love of God. What you do with the love that God has given you is the best that you can offer Him. You want to please God? You want God to be happy with you? You want Him to be pleased with your life? Then the best thing that you can do for Him is to give away the love that He's given you. If you'll do that, I promise you it'll be pleasing to the Lord. Jeremiah 30, 31 verse 3 says that. says this, The Lord has appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And I, my prayer for you today is this. Church, there's there's so much negativity in the world today. There's so many things. I mean, pundits and talking heads and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I pray that you have a revelation of the love that God has for you. That it just washes over you. I can tell. By the looks on some of your faces right now, that you're sitting here going through a Sunday morning sermon, but you haven't a clue right now of the love that God has for you. Because you know what we say, Mike. If you're happy and you know it, tell your face. you're happy and you know it, tell your face. I pray for you that the Spirit of the Lord continues to reveal the love of God powerfully in your life, beyond your comprehending. Ask the Lord to touch your life with a new revelation of His love for you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Maybe you're in this place today and you're under the sound of my voice and you say, Pastor, I'm struck with that reality this morning. I haven't felt loved in a long time. I'm jaded, I'm cynical. But today I want to release that and i want to begin to walk not in doubt not in despair not in fear but i want to begin to walk in the love of god i want to walk in a fresh revelation of what he's done for me and who i am in him and if that's you and you say pastor today i just i want to commit my life to christ i want to recommit my life to christ whatever it may be i want to invite you to stand